Nick Rainey here, and Tyler Bischoff here, too. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. It's Doug Douglas and Adam Candy on your Friday morning. And, Adam, what a day we have planned today. Oh, Doug, we're going to have fun. We're going to have the kind of fun that you can only have when there's no Tyler and no Ed in <laughs> the Finley Toyota Studios. Uh, we are going to have what Jared calls a Fun Games Friday. Uh, it's actually a pretty full show uh, here today. Big news out of Raiders camp yesterday that K.J. Wright, a longtime linebacker in Seattle, still a really, really top-end defender in the NFL, uh, for some reason unsigned at this point of the offseason, was in Las Vegas at the Raiders facility in Henderson uh, for a visit. Not uh, signed as yet, but that would be a big addition to Gus Bradley's defense, obviously quite familiar from those Legion of Boom days uh, with everything that Gus Bradley does. We're going to talk to Ed Graney from Raiders camp coming up in our second hour here on the Press Box about that. We had real football, kind of, yeah, sort of, kind of, last night. The Hall of Fame game between the sort of Dallas Cowboys and the kind of Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, I, I will not complain about having football, even if Gucci Danucci is on the field. Uh, Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus is going to join us in just about 25 minutes to talk all things NFL as we finally have games, or at least game, uh, to talk about. Uh, also going to talk a little bit more later about the homage to uh, to Ted Burgundy. Wait, wait what? what? What is Kirk Cousins doing? What? What is Kirk? Why is Kirk Cousins going to trap himself in a glass cage of emotion? I don't. I don't understand. What? 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 What is he doing? I, I, what's happening up at Vikings camp? We talked about Mike Zimmer earlier on uh, this week, and there's some strange things going up uh, around the uh, around the Vikings. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But <sighs> all right, look, I have to warn everybody that we have decided to do something today that um, that is maybe against our best interests. Anytime you turn over the entire first segment of the show to Jared, you might be risking everything. We might be risking all of our hard-earned sponsors. We might be risking our own sanity, Doug. Um, but we have decided to let Jared um, to come up with an idea here. Here's the here's the thought. Here's the concept. All right. So we know Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC at least by 2025, uh, if not sooner. According to some reports, although the schools have denied it, uh, Clemson and Florida State from the ACC have also kicked the tires on going to the SEC. Uh, it seems like we are in it for round two of college football realignment. What does it mean for UNLV in the Mountain West? What does it mean for big-time basketball powers like Kansas who are left in the Big 12 wondering what's going on? Who knows? It just feels like this whole thing is going to get blown up again. So... Jared wants to essentially create chaos. We know that. We know that every day that Jared shows up. Um, but Jared wants to redraft all of college football. Basically, we're going to be able to pick our own college football conferences. Jared, do, do I have that right? Is that the concept here? Yes. We will be doing. We will be drafting colleges specifically for football and putting them into our own conferences and. There were there are several there are several key factors that uh that I can get into uh, if you'd like me to. Yes, it just it, you know what as succinctly as possible, it is only a three-hour show. All right, 
basically, obviously, wins matter. Oh, okay, wins. Good. Okay, uh, let me. I need. Hold on. Oh God, I need to readjust my list. Okay, go on. Market matters. National television games. Those are your three. That's how you score points. Oh, that's weird because I was going for disruptor and fun. That doesn't get. There's not a fun. It's a fun Friday, but fun doesn't get anything. Because no, when I was they, when they, I was thinking this last night, I was thinking I want to be a disruptor and I want to make these interesting. Oh no! It, eventually, when when you get to the you know the 14th team in your in your, it's gonna have to be fun because you're gonna be like. I guess Coastal Carolina. Don't give away anything. I also love that this uh, has ramifications to Monday show, which I won't even be on. <laughs> well, eventually. So the idea is we're trying to rebuild the power five. And so I've got our teams, the three of us, right. and then Ed and Tyler will eventually get their teams, but they will they have to later. They will have <laughs> to have from the list. So they, they're basically going to be creating like the pack 12. Sorry. Sorry, boys, you gotcha. weren't here. I like it. You weren't here. You don't get to. Oh. You don't get to uh, participate. And at the end of the show, I would like you, based on your teams in your, you know, I'd like you to come up with a name for your conference. Oh, I absolutely can do that. All right, so let's just let's make something clear here. You, the listeners, are going to be able to vote on our conferences. You are going to decide whether or not we have. Uh, any clue as to what we're doing if we are qualified to become the commissioner of a Power Five conference? And let's be honest, I can say right now we are. Uh, but I've got the hair. You are going it. to get a chance to weigh in here, right? Yes, we. Uh, these will be after the show. I will put these up on the ESPN Las Vegas Twitter with a poll that will last one week, and we will see how the votes go. Okay, so realize that um i'm gonna be on next week and i have offers for stuffing the ballot box that we will discuss uh, uh <laughs> later on i'm just letting people know right now uh we we can deal we can wheel and deal all right all right jared let's let's get this started uh because we're going to do this multiple times here during the show uh coming up a little bit later in the nine o'clock hour too uh go, go ahead how are we determining who yeah. goes first yeah, exactly so, who gets first pick last night i took a d6 and I'm sorry, I, what? Uh, himself, you, took a, you took a what now? A, a dice six, Dungeons and Dragons. Jared and I understand. Uh, I took six a six-sided dice. Six oh, dice. God, we're doing this again. Okay. Uh, Adam, you were one and two. I was three and four, and no. Doug was five and no, six. you can't do that by yourself. The witnesses, that's preposterous. Okay, you got the first pick, Doug. Oh, no, that's a good deal. That's <laughs> <laughs> five, six. Okay. It goes, so the draft order is Doug, Adam, Jared. Yes, no, that's a good one. And then hold on, is it is this a snake draft? Do you then go three four? Uh, Doug is saying yes. Yeah, I wasn't originally going to do it that way, oh, but yes. Uh, all right, so draft. snake. Draft. Okay, so right. let's go snake draft. So that means I'm uh, I'm going two. Then you go three and four. Okay, all right, and then we're back to me at five. Then all I'm right. very. I mean, that's easy. I, the number one pick. Do I go now? Yes. I mean, of course, the number one pick is Alabama. I mean, that's uh, right. Well, I mean, come on, that's. If, uh, that's, there's no this, disrupting there, Doug. Uh, wait. Well, I mean, number one pick. Now I kind of want to win this thing. I got to admit. I mean, if this is going to be a poll, Oh, now that you got the number one pick, you're in, huh? I'm okay. In, I'm in it to win it. Okay. All right. Um, now, my number two pick, there are two things that I love in this world. Uh, sanctimony and success at football. I'll take Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. 
I already started. As soon as you said sanctimony, I started typing Clemson. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I want to rain down from on high, which I think most listeners already knew. I will take the money in the market. I'm going with Texas. No, oh, that's that's the first that's the first reach. I I know money and market, but my God Almighty! Also Lee Corso just just Lee Corso just blew his mascot head off. Okay, now what's you get you get a second pick though? I don't know why I was arguing for a snake draft? I could have been up again. Okay, so then Notre Dame would be a bad idea because I'm no I'm, no you got it Notre Dame he's he's this disruptor. Texas and Notre Dame, you got it. Okay, that's back to board. me then, right? Not even, not even on my on big, big board. board. <laughs> not yeah. even on the board. That's fine. That's that's fine. It, Jer- Jared has locked down his own TV contract with NBC oh, by getting point. Notre Dame. So, you know, by his rules, I understand what he's done here. Um, I am going to go down between the hedges don't, and don't uh, Herschel Walker. I, 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 I may not love you as a Senate candidate, but I love your school. <laughs> uh, Georgia for me, please. Nice. All right, Georgia. There's nothing like this many picks in, and still I will get who I wanted to take second, and I'll get who I wanted to get third because of that. All right, here we go. I'm going, you got to keep some rivalries there. I'm going with, eh, I'm going to lose on this TV market thing, aren't I? I'm going LSU. Ah, that's what I was hoping would still be there. Yep, but then right back, right back, I'm going to go to the Big Ten for the first time, and I'm going to the Ah, Ohio State. I was hoping everyone would forget about the Big Ten. Well, my mom and dad both went to Michigan, so A, it hurts me to take the Ohio State, but I'm never going to forget the Big Ten. Oh, my God, this is the greatest conference. No problem, no problem. I I am going to God. Is this the Big Twelve or the SEC? I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll have to take. I guess I'll have to take Oklahoma. Uh, so yeah, let's. Ooh. You know what? I I have so many, so so many coaches I don't like. This is going to be great. But I love that you're a disruptor taking Oklahoma away from Jared. So Texas and Oklahoma no longer together. I love it. Nope. Nope. Good. Nope. You're, think about Go ahead, Jared. You, Jared, I believe you have two picks again. I, I. He'll mess them up again. He'll go Mark. I okay. Yeah. That, no, I probably will. I was gonna go Oregon. Okay, that's a good pick. It's not a mess up. That was I on want, my. I, I want that. I want that. Uh, I want that Nike money. That's and smart. then, mostly because they don't ever, even though they don't ever win anything, for some reason, everyone thinks that they're important. Michigan. Well, now that hurts me, as I just said that my mom and dad went to Michigan, and that, that was those actually those two picks. Oregon was definitely. I was hoping Michigan would fall right. a little bit longer, but Oregon and Autzen Stadium, one of the most beautiful stadiums to watch a game in. Darn you! All right, okay, Jared, d- quickly here, since we're since we're yeah, redrafting we're, all of college football, uh, what, can you please recap who we all have so far? Thus far, Doug has Alabama, oh. LSU, and Ohio oh, State. I, I win it. He basically has the college playoff from two years ago. Adam has Clemson, Georgia, and Oklahoma, basically the college football playoff from, what, three years ago. And I have Texas, Notre Dame, Oregon, and Michigan. The disappointing teams from a decade ago. Yeah, the biggest biggest markets. Okay, I'm going to keep a natural rivalry alive. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party stays... In my conference, I will take Florida. Yeah, that was my next. 
Boy, and guys... God, I, I don't like Dan Mullen either. This is going to be wonderful. This is going to be great. Dan Mullen, who wanted to stick 90,000 COVID-positive people in a stadium together last year, is my next pick. That's <laughs> um, fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm really making myself feel good here. All right. After you guys not hurting me, you guys have hurt me on every pick now. That that really, Florida was next in my queue, so that that hurts me. I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose on a lot of things here, but I am going to go, still traditional, I'm going to go USC, big Ooh. market. Fight on. So first, first, that's the first Pac-12 team, right? Oh, no, no I took, took Oregon. Oregon. You, Oregon. You took one, Jared. Yeah. Oregon would have been my first. Sorry, Pac-12. I don't even think of Oregon as a Pac-12 team because... I think of the Pac-12 as not a real conference. <laughs> I think Boy. of Oregon. I think of Oregon. Oregon might as well be an independent. All you right. know what? This honestly, this would not have worked had you not screwed up something in your own game. So, all right, Doug, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good point. I'm gonna go. What could? Well, you know what? Man, I'm vacillating, but I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the beauty of it. Texas Tech. Texas Ooh. Tech. Okay. All right. I, I, you know, listen. If you can, could be anytime you can reach. lock down the Lubbock market, you got to do it. Um, <laughs> all right. All this right. Is, let's let's get to let's let's get out. Yeah, of Yeah, my pick, pick, and then we'll take a break. Yeah. Um, uh, well, there's a reason this conference is good year in year out, and uh, one team that is always on the fringes, and again, a coach I don't like, which seems to be the theme that I didn't intend to come into this thing with. Uh, give it Jimbo in Texas A and M. Wow. All the Texas teams are indifferent. I love that. Okay. We're going to. So we have now begun the redraft of the entirety of college football. Uh, Doug is building a strong power conference that is nothing like what he said he was going to do, which was disrupting (laughs) the whole structure. He has basically. He has basically bent the knees of the patriarchy here. Very well done. Uh, Jared didn't understand the rules of his own game and uh, thought that he was choosing a school from a different conference. Very well done. And I have chosen to build a room of people I just despise. You're going to show up to your uh, media day and just be like, you're a bunch of jerks. I seriously, uh, yes. And by the way, that's the most uh, that's the most John Mulaney slash Tyler thing you've ever said, uh, even in the slight accent. All right. Love the slight accent. Well, coming up next, we'll shift gears to the NFL. Yes, there was a game last night. We're going to do a deep dive. Well, maybe not such a deep dive, but more on the press box coming up next. You know, you test positive for the virus, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated, you can't play in a game. Can't play in a game with COVID regardless of your vaccination status. So the key will be not being a close contact. That will be the focus, and um, we have to be very vigilant. I'm at peace with uh, with where I'm at, and um, I'll, I'll follow the protocols vigilantly. You're locked in the press box with Doug Douglas and Adam Candy. That was Mr. Cousins of the uh, Minnesota Vikings speaking about many things that Dr. Cousins, oh, start calling him Dr. Cousins, knows intimately about. We'll get into that. But Adam, first of all, there was a game last night and what a thriller. 16 to three. Were you on the edge of your seat? Yeah. Trying to get away from the couch. <laughs> um, didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, that being said, all turned right, it off I, at halftime. Didn't yeah, watch a second of it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was a time last <laughs> year, not that long ago, 
when I remember making one of those vows and saying, I'll never complain about this again because I remember what it was like when there were no sports. And so it's kind of like you say to yourself after a really, really either good or bad night out at the bars, like, oh, my God, I'm never drinking again. I'm never doing this again. Right. Well, it's fine. I'm I'm doing this again. I'm going back in for for the hall of fame game and so I'm, I'm i'm okay with it like i i, I need to go back for this i am not going to complain because there was a time not that long ago where we had nothing so if you were out there on social saying oh god such a terrible game if you would like to go back to when we had no games when i was trying to convince myself doug that i liked watching e-nascar not nascar e-nascar when when the drivers are driving video game cars and i was sitting there saying well it's, it's not a bad production don't, don't knock E NASCAR. Well, I'm I'm pretty lucky because I do like horse racing. So TVG, you could watch from around the world the few horse races that went on all the time. But I will say the only thing that makes me mad about preseason games, and I understand they have to have players that aren't gonna, you know, that are gonna sit. That's just being smart. Seventeen game season now is. I don't mind this one because it was not in a home stadium. I, as somebody who's been a season ticket holder for many different sports, I get angry on any preseason game whether it's in football, hockey, whatever, that I have to pay full price because that did not always used to be the way. That was not always the way. So this one, I'm not angry at that way, but I will be angry at other ones that when all of a sudden a fan is paying full price and they're not getting anywhere near full price value. Oh, it's, look, the NFL scheme of making you pay for eight regular season games, two preseason games, also then having to pay for personal seat licenses in many cases, which can stretch well into five figures and some into six, which is essentially just a one-time payment to let you buy season tickets. Uh, it, once you have to pay all of that, you can be as angry as you want because then it's not even like you can take a year off from buying your season tickets. You are required to buy them every single year or you forfeit the personal seat license money. So, yeah, the NFL has quite the... Uh, has quite the scam going, but such as it is, Doug. Uh, the the team here in Las Vegas they had their they had their personal seat licenses, but nobody's had a chance to sit in their personal seats yet. Are the Raiders going to give them someone more interesting on defense to watch? KJ Wright was in for a visit at the Henderson facility yesterday. Uh, look, this is a guy who ranked eighth among linebackers in pro football focus grade last year. That's a little bit skewed. He's probably in his last couple of healthy seasons behind that uh, ranked in the twenties. But Doug, most importantly, you were talking about getting some veterans and some depth into the yeah. defense, potentially in a Mariota trade. Well, here's a guy who has worked with the defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley for years in Seattle, knows the calls, knows how to get everybody in the right position, that would be about as valuable a signing as they could get. Well, and that's one of the keys there is when you bring somebody in who knows the system and works well with the coach, that's what, you know, that's what the Vegas Golden Knights did a lot with system, uh, you know, the Kelly McCrimmon and going back to the mm -hmm. some of his teams and things like that to get productive right away. And, yeah, if you can do this and build up your depth on defense and get some players there without trading away potentially a piece that you may need that's a win-win situation 
Well, uh, there's no question about it. Uh, Adam Schefter first reported that he was there. Uh, the rumor or word on the street, at least, is that he's going to go home and take some time to think about it. Uh, don't know if that means other teams could potentially get involved in the recruitment, but a good sign for the Raiders that they got the first chance to sit down with K.J. Wright. Um, he's apparently, I guess, home in, in, I'm assuming, what is a large home that has lots of space to spread out uh <laughs> unlike unlike what kirk cousins who we heard coming back in from the break uh discussed potentially doing to keep himself safe uh from not only from COVID 19 but from the rest of his teammates so that he doesn't become a close contact he said that he would be willing doug he would be willing as an unvaccinated person who has done his own research oh, good he hasn't talked to the hasn't talked to the team doctor hasn't talked to the NFL's chief medical officer, but he's done his research uh, that he is someone who is willing to erect a plexiglass case around himself in the quarterback room to avoid becoming a close contact. Um, Doug, in, in in very Kirk Cousins terms, you like that? Well, I will say this. I like anybody who tries to, because distance, and there better be good airflow in that plexiglass thing too, Anybody who makes an effort, I do like that. I find it hard to believe the people who are unvaccinated and then flaunt getting in your face. So at least by trying to take certain steps, that I respect from Dr. Cousins. But yeah, doing your own research and things like that. And it's amazing that the community at large believes in expertise until they don't want to believe in expertise because it fits their narrative. That gets me a little bit uh, on edge. Having said that, you know, he's uh, he's at least if he does some steps, but he does play in a close contact sport. So, uh, you know, that might uh, blow everything out the window. Hey, he might play in a mask. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, now, yeah, yeah. Offensive Here's the line of the Vikings. He'll have close contact. Trust me. Kirk Cousins, do your own research. That's fine. But would you mind just just humor me? Just humor Mike Zimmer, your coach, who is extremely frustrated. And by the way, if we have any question about who Mike Zimmer was talking about uh, earlier in the week when we had that audio about the, some of the things these guys believe, et cetera, et cetera, he was talking about Kirk Cousins. Uh, if, if, if Kirk Cousins would just add in as a favor to all of us, either the team doctor or the NFL's medical officer as he does his research because he said he hasn't talked to those people, that would be awesome. Is this the first time that either of you can remember that football guy is actually, like, helping society? Like, the guy who's just like, I'm just here to win football games. Mike Zimmer, the guy who constantly looks angry, is like, I just don't understand why they won't get vaccinated. I'm here to win football games. And it's like, wow, Mike Zimmer's contributing to society well and as i said two days ago or three days ago now i'm getting confused on days this is the ultimate form of capitalism because the nfl for good reason want to make sure they're cashing checks so do the coaches so do a lot of the players and there are certain obstacles i'm also amazed at certain people that will inject anything into their body to make their arms bigger i'm not saying cousins does this but I'm saying there is kind of a track record of pro athletes doing that. But whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, let's slow down. Slow your roll. You know, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't done my research on this yet, but I've got a custodian who shoots something 
in my butt once a day to make sure that I can, uh, you know, flex my muscles a little bit more. Hey, oh, Doug, Doug, hang on. HR could be listening. <laughs> Why? Does JR do that? I, I'm, no, I just, I th- you know, I, I don't want to get Jared in trouble here. <laughs> That's true. He's what, I, what I do off the clock, whether or not I'm in the building, is nobody's business. Well, uh, that's you know, HIPAA. Uh, yeah, yeah, got <laughs> gotcha there, Dak Prescott. There we go, HIPAA, HIPAA. <laughs> All right, I think we're ready to roll. Well, I'll tell you what. Next up, we'll get into more pro football with Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus on the press box on a Friday. Woo! Good to see you guys. Likewise. Yeah. See you in person. Yeah, we say good to see you, coach. That's how we do it. So, yeah. Well, Jason, good to see you guys. <laughs> This is the Press Box with Doug Douglas and Adam Candy. Yep, those are their names. Yeah, Jared never misses an opportunity to make sure I get to hear the latest from New York Giants camp. Fantastic. Call him coach. Don't call him the clapper. Don't call him Jason. Call him coach. Jason Garrett there yesterday at Giants camp talking to reporters uh yet another in the Dion sanders line of call me coach uh I, yeah i don't know i i can't get too deep into this or else we'll lose the whole segment and then austin gale will just be sitting there listening to me yell about the giants which is no good for him a total waste of his time here on the press box austin gale director of content for pro football focus host of the two for one drafts podcast uh austin what is there a name that I have to call you by? Do I have to put podcaster in front of your name? Do I have to put direct? Should I call you director? It's actually coach. You can call me coach. Oh, I'll call you coach. Okay. All right. Co- all right. Coach Gale. Coach Gale. All right. Good. <laughs> Good. I feel like we're all set up now. All right, coach. Um, coach, we had actual football last night. Um, and uh, look, we're not going to learn a lot from the Hall of Fame game, of course, but uh, Dallas and Pittsburgh get back on the field. Uh, if you're if you're the casual fan sitting around watching preseason games in general and you just want to take something out of what you're watching, what what would you be keeping an eye on in preseason games, trying to learn something, whether it's about your own team or whether it's just for you know for your general knowledge or betting purposes? I think a lot of me looks at you know opening drive, the opening drive plays. I think I like to see tendencies. I think you saw with the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday with Matt Canada now on staff a ton of more pre-snap motion, even to the point where it confused Mason Rudolph and he had that fumble scooped up by rookie Micah Parsons. I think the other thing I look for, for in terms of total game, because that, that opening game script is where you're going to see a lot of tendencies opening up for some of these teams. They're obviously not going to unload everything, but you'll see some of the tendencies. The other thing I look for is snaps. Osa Digizua, the rookie out of UCLA, did the most snaps of any player for the Dallas Cowboys. Why? You know, are, are they trying to give him extra looks? Is he? Are they considering him as a you know legit rotational piece for this defense? I think you saw Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh play fewer than eight snaps. I think that because they're veterans, they're going to be heavily involved in this defense. Makes sense. Uh, Jalen, Jalen, uh, or Jabril Cox, the LSU rookie linebacker for Dallas, finished the game. Probably that fourth or fifth rotational piece. You're trying to get an understanding of lineups and how they're rotating in players. I think that's important. I think the other thing on the other side, too, you, you saw Najee Harris, you know, average only 3.1 yards per carry. That offensive line is horrendous. 18 of his 22 yards came after contact. He didn't break a single tackle on the night. That's a bit of concern, not for Najee, but that offensive line, which we all know is going to be a little bit of a concern for Pittsburgh this upcoming year. Of course, they didn't have all their starters, but still, this is not going to be a strength for this team. I think we can say that pretty confidently. And I think the last piece is, Deontay Johnson is the first read on a lot of those early targets. You saw him on a screen. You saw him on a quick pass. That 
matters for me. I think him and Claypool are going to be the top dogs here with Juju filling in the slot. Yeah, even though Najee Harris gets drafted in the first round for Pittsburgh, that line is still in such a state that uh, those expecting Pittsburgh to not have to throw the ball as much this year could be in for a surprise, uh, depending on how this plays out. But Austin, staying with that game, uh, obviously you spend a lot of time looking at draft prospects, and Micah Parsons went, I guess, later than some expected. Is it anything in particular about Micah Parsons or just the general devaluing of the linebacker position that let him get as far back uh, as he did? Well, I mean, to be candid, I, I 100% think it was the off-field concerns. I think there are some teams that use Micah Parsons very negatively with some of the background that he had. I'm not going to speak to a lot of the reports. It's a simple Google search away. But there were some bullying tendencies and different allegations at Penn State that a lot of people shied away from in terms of bringing him into their locker room. At, on the football field, one of the best linebacking prospects I've seen since Keekly. Off the football field, some obvious concerns. I do think that it'll be interesting to see how he fits into this defense. You saw Coach Mike McCarthy call Keanu Neal the best free agent off-ball linebacker available, and they're going to try and get him snaps. You obviously drafted Michael Parsons. You have Jalen Smith, and he's making a ton of money. Former first-rounder Leighton Van Der Esch and then Jabril Cox. I mean, this is a very loaded linebacking core. I'm interested to see how he fits in the rotation, but the fact that he got the start, picked up a fumble recovery, obviously encouraging. I think he's going to be a player for them this year. All right, so as we look forward here to another Raiders season in Las Vegas, our second uh, here with the Raiders in town, we hear uh, word that K.J. Wright came to visit um, the team yesterday. Gus Bradley, obviously, a lot of familiarity there. Uh, K.J. Wright ranked eighth among linebackers in PFF grade last year. would seem to suggest he still might have quite a bit to offer to this defense. Yeah, I still think K.J. Wright's a top 15 linebacker in the NFL. I think what's interesting for me is the fact that they are interested in signing K.J. Wright speaks to the investment they made at the linebacker position. I mean, you saw John Gruden call Nicholas Morrow borderline captain. Corey Middleton's making a ton of money for this football team. They just signed Nick Kwiatkowski. Where do these linebackers fit in? If K.J. Wright is starting over Littleton and then you have Nicholas Morrow in there, Gruden's guy, it's Littleton and Kwiatkowski going to ride the bench, two of the highest paid players on that defense? I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting to see – how they prioritize adding personnel. I know John Gruden, I think a lot of fans flock to this idea of, I don't care when you were drafted, I don't care how much we pay you, but like, it's a misallocation of resources at a certain point. Like You have to, if you draft Damon Arnett in the first round, try and, and try and prioritize that. If you draft, you know, if you bring Corey Littleton as the highest paid linebacker that offseason, you have to give him more opportunities. So I'm really interested to see how he fits into the defense if he actually does you know, force some high-paid players like Kwiatkowski and Littleton to the bench. Speaking with Austin Gale of Pro Football Focus. Austin, what quarterback do you see, whether first string or second string, or maybe even third string, still moving in this offseason? What do you think will be the first move and from where to where? Which position did you say I missed? Quarterback. Oh, yeah. I do think that Foles is an interesting option. Obviously, he's third string there in Chicago. I think if Indy and that injury for Carson Wentz does end up being longer than they suggest, you could see a trade for him. I think Marcus Mariota is going to, if you see a, team, you know, a quarterback get hurt in training camp or something happen, I think he's going to be a hot item there as well. Um, I think those are the two names that stand out the most to me. Philip Rivers said he might try and come back. I don't think that's going to be anytime soon. He could be something maybe towards later the season if injuries do pick up. But those are the names floating around right now. I think Gardner Minshew is another one where Trevor Lawrence, when Trevor Lawrence gets the starting nod, if a team wants to chase him and has injuries at the position. I think those are three names plus Philip Rivers that I would see potentially on the move. But all that comes back to injuries. I think a lot of teams are set with where they're at from a quarterback perspective until injuries start to hit. 
it's obviously hype season when it comes to training camp videos and everything that we get to see uh, come across social media. Austin, uh, when you were evaluating the quarterback prospects coming into this draft, we've obviously seen plenty of training camp hype around Trey Lance, uh, especially uh, around Justin Fields as well. Which of those guys did you think was the most ready to jump in? He, you know, obviously taking Trevor Lawrence uh, you know, and Zach Wilson out of the equation because we know that they have starting jobs uh, on hand. But do you expect one or both to be in the uh, starting lineup sooner than later? Yeah, I think Fields is in a really good position to start early at Lance's as well. I think the only reason you're seeing San Francisco continue to prop up Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter is potentially increases trade value. I mean, they traded two future first-round picks for the kid. I mean, Trey Lance is the upgrade over Jimmy G, and I think the other part of that, too, is that Jimmy Garoppolo is due the fifth-largest cap hit of any player in the NFL, and the offense that you're going to run with Jimmy G is going to be completely different than the offense you run with Trey Lance. And why are you installing two? bring in Trey Lance, start him out of the gate and really move this offense forward. And then you could trade Jimmy Garoppolo, potentially put him on the move and open up some cap space to make another splash signing. And as for fields, I think maybe, maybe Dalton does get the nod there just because you have to consider that pace and Maggie are coaching or GMing for their jobs a bit and can't afford to start fields. And if he starts out slow and they lose a lot of football games this year, and there isn't a lot of hope for year two of Justin Fields, that's going to put them on the outside looking at it. From the college side of things, uh, Austin, we see that the you know the Heisman list is pretty much the best quarterbacks uh, in the nation coming in here with Rattler, Howell, King, Dylan Gabriel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how do you see the race, not only for the Heisman, but I guess for you know which quarterback is going to perform the best this year shaping up? Yeah, I think the, the name you didn't mention there that I'm really excited to see is uh, the Huntsman QB, DJ Wungalele. I think he has a lot of talent, a big-armed monster. The comp I have for him is pre-NFL Jamarcus Russell. I know a lot of people don't like that comp. Jamarcus Russell is not, <laughs> not in Vegas. the NFL. But on the football field at college in LSU, Jamarcus Russell was a, mm. insane. I think DJ Wungalele has that arm talent. He has that ability to push the ball downfield like that. So I do think that he has the tools of an LSU Jamarcus Russell. I think he's going to be put in a position with the receiving core they have at Clemson, the offense they have together with Dabo there. I think he could be a guy that puts up a ton of really, really good numbers, so much that, that he enters the conversation for Heisman with Howell and Rattler. Austin, how do Josh Johnson and Matt Barkley keep getting work? It makes no sense. The, the best job in the NFL is the borderline competent quarterback that got drafted in the first round. That's literally the best job in the NFL. If you were previously drafted in the first round and didn't completely Jamarcus Russell your way out of the NFL, you're going to continue to get opportunities. So, right, Austin, Austin. If you can, Austin, if you can take a clean snap from center, what you're saying is you've got a shot to still be in the NFL. 100%. 100 percent i have i have a clean shot i have it i absolutely do no wait you're the coach you told us at the beginning of the interview you're a coach <laughs> now you're a player what do we call you now austin it's hard to say uh, it changes every time <laughs> all right well austin gale pro football focus we thank you for joining us today and we look forward to hearing from you again later in the season absolutely thank you all right coming up next what is better than free well we'll be giving away something free that's right tickets to a comedy show but also i pose this question to jared and adam what is a cheaper option that you find way better not only in sports but in everyday life than something more expensive we'll dive into that next there's so much that a young quarterback has to learn and i think every opportunity he gets whether it's you know, in the meeting room or every rep, there's there's something to take from it. And then you've got a Hall of Famer in front of you that 
does all those little things that nobody notices so well. This is the Press Box with Doug Douglas and Adam Candy. Tyler and Ed will be back in full force next week on Tuesday. Monday, I got to be honest, is that Adam and Ed? I'm not sure who uh, who's on Monday. Oh, I'll be here. Okay. You're not getting rid of me that easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, A, I'm glad because I think uh, you are very good. You bring some intelligence that is often lacking in the morning. Whoa! Whoa! Radio. Shots fired! Shots fired! Well, I'll be. I won't be. Uh, I won't be as uh, uh, passive aggressive as uh, Tyler is on some of his tweets. But I digress. Here we go. And I, I think Tyler's tweets are great. Cheaper by the dozen. That's the way Jared posed that when he said that. But I was the one that came up with this because I think I have two examples of where cheaper is much better. One sports related. One not sports related. I'll first do the non sports related. And I would think everybody would have some ideas. And you can text us on the Finley Kia text line 69187. Use the keyword ESPN. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. Here is my thing that is non-sports related. Ranch dressing. We were in some fancy store with my uh, wife. She likes the fancier stores sometimes. And we were we didn't have any ranch dressing. Whatever you think about ranch dressing, my kid loves ranch dressing, so we used to get ranch dressing all the time. So I said, oh, I'll pick up this fancy ranch dressing. All three of us agreed it was unedible. We couldn't eat it. It was terrible. And we tried a different fancy ranch dressing from a different fancy store, and it was terrible too. Just give me the normal big tub of ranch dressing that you get from some store that isn't all fancy. Give me that. Cheaper is better in that case. Now let's go to the sports world. One of my favorite parks in all of baseball. I love going to baseball parks all over the country. And one of my favorite parks is now it's called Oracle Park up in San Francisco. So I've been a few times. And then I was taking my wife and two friends up there. They had never been there before. I said, I'm in charge of the tickets. And I said, I got us last row way up high on the left field side. And they're like, why did you get us those tickets? And I go, because those are the best seats in the house. Give me that. I've sat all over Oracle Park. I've sat right behind the dugouts and everything like that. Nothing. You sit in the last row on the left field line, and you have the best view, A, the way it's angled. You're right on top of the action, and you're staring out at the bay. The ship's going by. Beautiful view. Give me that rather than a front row seat behind the dugout any day at Oracle Park. Cheaper is better. So I have my own last row at Oracle Park story. Um, and mine just isn't as much fun as yours, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> it's got to be down the left I, field I, line. I, I, oh, I went a few years ago uh, to a Yankees-Giants game up there. and um, Wait, you I and I might have the, last... the same game. Well, that's entirely possible. Last row behind home plate. Um, now, uh, as you know very well, uh, San Francisco in summer is a very, very cold fall. And so what I didn't realize about the very last row was that you will have this ice cold breeze blowing <laughs> through the back of you for the entirety of the game. It's a beautiful day out front so you wore a t-shirt and shorts to the game like a ninny and then you've got the breeze blowing through you 
I had that little spot where like the shirt is coming just above the shorts that I think I had frostbite on my back by the time I was done. So I just didn't do the, the cheaper rights. I needed That's to be in right. the right cheaper seats. Um, and by the way, the one thing that is not better cheaper at that park, just pay the freight for the garlic fries. Like, I, I, I know you're going to have to, you know, oh, pony up yes. nine, ten dollars or whatever they're charging for it in, in San Francisco money these days. But just just get the garlic fries. Um, I have a question for you, though. I have a question for you about the ranch. Um, where does one acquire a tub of ranch? Because oh, this sounds interesting. Well, you can get basically a tub of ranch if you go to if you go to let's say a Target or a Walmart, okay. and you look at the bottom. You got to look at the bottom row, and okay. there are granted it's not your usual tub, but it is tub size. I mean, you know, I I know we don't the Hidden Valley for one, which is you know kind of your generic ranch. It's not as super expensive. They are there are some huge huge. I wish I had the the amount of uh, ounces in that thing, but I mean it is well, a tub, huge tub. Tub gets me there. Tub gets me well, there. Well, it's I, not yeah. quite a tub, but it is. I'll, I'll say this: it's almost as wide as it is tall, and that has tub-like dimensions. Uh, okay, one of the warehouse stores. Oh, I Costco. Can't. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't going to name their names yeah, because they the don't name. they don't pay me to say their names. Oh, um, wow, there we go. One of them has genuinely like a. It looks like a twist, like it has a twist off top, and that's the only way to get at it. And I don't understand how you're supposed to get the ranch out of it. But it is a genuine, like, 200 ounce tub O ranch, but there's no, like, like squeezed, like, I don't, like, what are, am I supposed to get a spatula? Okay, I'm glad you said spatula, because there's my, there's my thing where, where cheaper is just fine. Um... You can have your you can have all of your Williams Sonoma. You can have your Surlitob. You can have all of them. I have purchased more reasonable cooking utensils in the ninety nine cent store than should be allowed. I feel like I am stealing from someone out there because I have furnished this kitchen for far less than what you fancy people are out there doing with your garlic presses and your you know your fancy onion slicers and your slap chops and all that. No, I don't need any of that. You send me right over to the left-hand side of the Dollar Tree. I'm going to get everything that I need, and I'm going to have all that money to spend on the actual food, on the actual food. Thank you very much. But don't go expensive on Ranch. Front page coming up next. Did you miss-